Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wrap. We are in episode 67 today. Good, because we got away from 66. We did. Kind of, that was kind, kind of, of a weird... Last time. Yeah, yeah. And we actually have a topic to talk about this week. Well, which, yes. We, yeah. we do. Yeah. I mean, we did fine we did. last we, week. We did it fine last week. It flowed great yeah. last week. We talked about some really important stuff uh, last week, but uh, back on the... The path, if you will, for yeah. this week. I'm yeah, we're back, back on, on that our Bible, Bible journey, Bible engagement yeah. path, moving through the New Testament and spe specifically right now the Gospels. Um, and today we get to talk about a really, really popular, well-known yeah. story. Yeah, at I least like, I'm, I feel like this is one of the more well-known parables. Yeah, I don't ever want to assume. I think that a lot of times we do that, don't we? Right? It's like, oh, everybody knows the story of the lost son. Yeah. But we, the reason very much we are doing this whole Bible journey, Bible engagement. Uh, is that by and large, not just society as a whole, but but definitely society as a whole has lost yeah. its knowledge of the Bible like it used to have. Yeah, Bible to some literacy degree. is not. But as... I would say Bible literacy is just as bad in the church. Yeah, you know. In yeah. fact, I just heard a story here the other day that somebody had asked, "Can you please tell me the story of Jesus and the woman of the well in John 4? I mean. Yeah. So that's a pretty familiar story. I mean, like that literally should be one you can walk through. And what's the point of this story? And someone who was a seasoned vet of the church was like fumbling through it, you know. So, yeah. it's, which is, you know, at the same time, doesn't it sometimes or like the story gets stuck in here, but it never, <laughs> yeah, it's hard it never, it never yeah, it never. That's how I feel like sometimes when you're like. What was the next? Uh, uh, what was the next thing he said? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I know it in here, but it just won't yeah. come out of my mouth right now. <laughs> it's so. uh, it's a, uh, it's a very biblical thing. Very uh, it's biblical. <laughs> very biblical. So you know, as much as we say the story of the prodigal, or sometimes mm -hmm. it's called, I, I think a better title for it is the lost son, and we'll talk about or, why. Or the I think. wayward son, or the rebellious yeah. son. There's a lot of different. Yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> What, what we're talking about when we talk about that. We say prodigal and sometimes people are like, what's that mean? What's prodigal yeah. mean? Lost. Yeah. Know, lost, wayward, reckless, all those things. So regardless, um, I, I think that we shouldn't probably assume, oh, everybody knows this story. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it is a fairly popular, common, uh, and the reason I like it is, is A, it's very straightforward, mm. uh, and it's very, ready for this word, applicable. Yes. Yes, I like that. Right, we it's 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 readily readily applied to anybody's life. Right, um, and and many times when Jesus does this and he teaches a parable, which is what this is, what he it, it's not necessarily the only thing to do with a parable, and sometimes it's the wrong thing to do with a parable is. Where do I find myself in this story? Yeah. And again, be very careful with that. Don't always try to import <laughs> don't yourself. Don't insert yourself in a story. Like, don't you're insert not supposed yourself to be in. there. Or here's what here's what I would usually say. I think that we do insert ourselves at some point of the story and find whose attitudes and actions match ours currently. Uh, but what we usually do is we insert ourselves into the wrong spot of the story. Yeah. Case in point, David and Goliath. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, if if prodigal son is one of the stories that are well known, David and Goliath. Yeah. I mean. Even businesses use the whole illustration of the David and Goliath, the underdog versus the giant. And usually when it comes to that story, we look around it and we say, who are we in the story? And inevitably, who do we find ourselves and put oh, David, ourselves... David, of course. Right? You're I like, mean, I don't think anybody would identify as the giant. I, I want to meet the person who does that. Like, that's me. I'm Goliath. <laughs> that's me. I'm going down. <laughs> um, so, yes, we always self-identify with yeah. David. Yeah. Um, that's not the point of the story. You are not David. Yeah. In the story, who is David? 
And for us in a modern sense, on this side of the cross, who is David? Jesus. Jesus is David. David is only ever meant to, and again, this is what's so important about the Bible. We've said this a number of times. If we want to insert ourselves, we're more like the people of Israel sitting there cowering. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) right? We are. In that situation, we're the cowardly Israelites on the sideline going, we ain't going out there. We ain't touching that. (laughs) So, by the way, that's a great, great point there. Let me just, as an aside, okay, breaking the third wall, I think is what they call this, and looking at the camera. Anytime in scripture when you need to find yourself in the story, this is a very painful admission. But look for the most unlovable, um, cowardly, messy person in the story, and that's probably us. Yeah. So in that yeah. situation, yes, yeah. you, we are so we in, are the ones on the sidelines. In the the parable of the prodigal son. Look at that. He brings us back. He snaps us back to. He's like Ryan. We got to get back to the point. Here. We have two options actually that we could be in the story. Yeah, two and we two could, only. We could be because you are not the wayward the, son. You. It, but by the way, can I just stop before you say that yeah. and where you're going? Because you snapped us back here. I feel like even we do this with a story, we're like, well, we should be like the father. We should just offer oh. unending, unlimited, no. great, like, no, 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 no. Do you no, not see not who the father, father and only who the father can be in this story? <laughs> yeah. That can only be. Jesus even made it easy. Like the father is the, the father. The father. The father story. is the father. Yeah, yeah. The story is about the father. And what Jesus and is about that, to do in his that life. That parable is more about the father's love than it is the wayward son. Now, is it right for us to walk away from that story and be like, we, we should demonstrate grace in our lives? This oh, is another, I mean, one of a million that Jesus teaches But that would be on, identifying as the second son. We'll get to that here in a second. Yes, we'll talk about all those things. <laughs> but like, should we not have grace? Again, yeah. like a million stories yeah. that Jesus teaches and really a lot of them point back to this concept of, can we forgive? Yeah. Can we show grace because we have been shown grace? So don't, you're, you're again. We're getting there. You're not the father. All yeah, right. but you were not getting there because you are not the father. You are not the this father. This is not Mari. This is you are not the father. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Okay, uh, sorry. No, no and I, I think that is the whole, that's the whole impetus behind that parable because we often forget who he was talking to when he was given that parable. Yeah, that's very important too. Is that like, he was talking to... Talk talking about a lot of big things today. Yeah. Context. He was... Con- audience. <laughs> Context is everything. He was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees who were not loving towards people who were lost. Mm. And saying, look, the Father's heart... He did that a lot, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> I, he railed on those, those Pharisees because and Sadducees. Because what pre... If I'm correct and remembering, right, what precedes... Jesus leading into this parable of the lost son. It's because Pharisees and Sadducees that look at They're this. they Disciples and yeah. do what? Yeah, that, well, they're eating with sinners um, and tax Those doctors. are the wrong they're people. They're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Wrong people be hanging out yeah. with. And so that leads Jesus to be teach yeah. on three parables about right. lostness. Right. And, you know, setting up the fact that, you know, he uses the lost sheep and the lost coin, which mm-hmm. were sign, symbols of wealth for them. That they were wealth. Like, or, or value. value. Something that was of right. value. And so Jesus is saying, look, to God, these, these lost people are valuable. Yeah. And, and they should be to well, you. Well, I think that's really the overall tenor of all three of these parables yeah. and the lost son that we're going to right, talk right. deeply about is that, that lost things, and specifically for us, lost yeah. people well, matter greatly. I love how Jesus, I mean, his teachings always circled it right back around and put it right back in their laps. Mm. You know, he, he starts with this, they're, they're valuable, they're, they mean something to God, and, and, they're, and he ends with this, the older son and the father saying, look, you should come in and party because your, your brother who was lost is now found. Yeah. Is now, who was dead is now alive. Yeah. 
come in and, and celebrate. And what's the, what's the older brother sit there? And he says, no, I'm not doing it. Well, let's take a step back for just a moment and talk about one of these earlier parables before the lost yeah. son. Yeah. Now, they kind of laughed at me in Bible study on Sunday as I talked <laughs> they about laugh this. At you? They, they laugh That's at me and nice. make fun of me when I come up with things. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the parable of the lost sheep. You know, the, the G's or the shepherd would leave the 99 to go after the one, um, which shows up again in the story of the lost son. Yeah. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll try to bring those things together. But I, I brought this image up because what would happen oftentimes and what even happens today in a pastoral and a shepherd uh, society or kind of uh, lifestyle is that as a sheep herder, if a sheep wanders off, you go and seek them out. Because sheep are stupid and they'll just com get completely lost. But do you know what would happen, what a shepherd would do when they found a sheep that had wandered off and gotten off the, the right path? Hmm. It's not very pretty. It's very graphic. Oftentimes, we would think, oh, well, he, he beat the sheep. Beat, beat them senseless so that they would learn a lesson. It was even beyond that. They would oftentimes break the legs of the sheep and have to carry the sheep on its shoulders. Mm. So again, think about yeah. Jesus telling this parable. He'll go out and find the one sheep, and he'll carry it home on its shoulders. And then we apply that to the story of the parable of the lost son. And like they were laughing at me. They are like, yeah, that's a pretty graphic picture. And we came up with, uh, we said, all we're going to think about in the sermon today is Wade said, breaky, breaky. You know? <laughs> but don't you feel like, you know, as much as they laugh about it, we're like, oh, that's not a really great picture to think of. Because we usually come to these parables and we think mm -hmm. about joyfulness and yeah. like, you know, I've brought home the sheep. I've found the coin. Yeah. We always celebrate. Little buddy, go. go be with your, but we yeah. don't think behind it that there's some, some discipline and some consequences that need to come yeah. as a result of yeah. our bad and poor decisions and actions. And it shows up in the story of the parable of the lost son. Now, we usually get the fathers at home. And you were right. I love how you said it, too. That you're, <clears throat> as this younger son goes away and he squanders all of his father's inheritance. That by the way, you're very correct. He he basically says, "Dad, I want you to be dead." Yeah, yeah. I want oh, I want what he's coming to me want, when you're dead now. Yeah, I want yeah. It now. So just yeah. just die. You're, you're dead to me. Basically, is what yeah. he's saying. He squanders all of this, and you're saying he's sitting here in the 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 pig pen, if you will, and he's rehearsing this in his mind. I even my. Even my dad's servants are living better than I am. If I yeah. go back and I just offer myself him, I'm not worthy to be your son, just take me on as a servant. And you're right, he probably yeah. just sat there and rehearsed that and rehearsed that. He's going down the road to his house, he's getting closer to his house, he's saying, okay, this is what I've got to say, you've got to say. What we often don't think of is probably the father every single day is rehearsing mm -hmm. his mind. What am I going to do if my son comes home? Yeah, yeah. Am I going to berate because him? Because you can tell, I mean, just the way Jesus portrays that image of he knew exactly what he was going to do. You know, he, exactly. He had because he had rehearsed that over and over his mind. I'm prepared to know what I'm going to do if my if. Not, I think he even said to himself, "It's not if my son comes home, when my son comes home." Or he home. would have never been watching. Yep. This yeah. is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to react. Now, again, taking that image of a shepherd having to break the legs of a sheep to make sure that it doesn't wander off anymore. You usually what we get is we see this dad, and he does. He very really has compassion and love and forgiveness mm -hmm. and grace on a son. Runs out to meet him. Son didn't have a chance to say the lines that he's rehearsed <laughs> for right. so long. And we say, oh, isn't that a, just a beautiful picture of like just I love you no matter what? Isn't there really though and truly the sense of this younger son having his legs broken? Because mm. when he comes back, he's broken. 
He's got nothing. He, had he is the in bottom. the pig yeah. pen, the lowest yeah. of the low for a person in Jewish society to be around pigs and to have nothing to eat but the slop. And even he really didn't have that. Yeah, because they wouldn't give that to him. So here's the deal that I think in life sometimes, because people usually go the opposite. They're like, oh, so people are supposed to just get off scot-free mm -hmm. and not experience anything for the poor decisions they made. And be like, guess what? Life has a pretty good job of breaking legs, doesn't it? Dad didn't have to do that. I, I think we apply this to ourselves, and this is what yeah, you were saying. Like We are not the Father, but we take the grace and the love and the mercy right. of the Father and right. apply it in our lives. We don't have to break people's legs. Yeah, Life does enough of that. And, and guess what? The justice and, and the wrath and the rightness of God takes care mm -hmm. of those things. Well, know? I think we're often like the, the, the older mm -hmm. son in the church, and, and we often... We often feel like people should pay penance before they come to Christ. You know, like and guess what, Christ and, and, or God, you don't know what they've done. And usually, they can't pay enough penance. Like yeah. no, nothing you do is ever going yeah. to make up for what you've done. I heard it said this way, and this is bringing in an illustration of what we're going to talk about next time, and what I've been working on this week and talking about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. I heard this illustration that generally, um, okay, so if 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 I were to wash your feet, um, and I'm not going to wash your feet, so sorry. Um, <laughs> what what temperature do you want that water to be at? Uh, warm, like a, like a nice bath, yeah. warm yeah. bath water. So usually in the church we have people, and again this is applying this to the older son in this story. We have people that are either washing feet with um, ice cold water. Mm. They're bitter. They're detached. They're unloving. Um, they're distant. I, I, I love you, but I'm you're just, splashing it on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. people are <laughs> Or we have people who are washing water with scalding hot water. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to make you pay for what yeah. you've done. Um, and so I think the illustration is with this older son is like, what kind of reaction are you going to have? What kind right. of love are you going to show? Are you going to make them have to earn it forever and they're never really going to earn it? Um, or are you just going to be cold and indifferent and distant to them? So that's it. Yeah. Like, what do you think when you look at the story of younger son comes back, dad says, my son is home, kill the fattened calf, bring out the best, we're having a party. And the older, I mean, imagine it, by the way, that you do, you, the older son, like, has no knowledge of this, and he comes home, and he's like, what? Did I, did I miss an invitation to a party? Oh, your, your, your brother, he's back home. Oh, you mean that rat that decided he was yeah. going to slink away and take all of your money? He's back, and now we're throwing a party? This seems really, really weird. Apply this. What temperature do you see the older brother displaying towards? <laughs> Some scalding hot oh, water. Oh, yeah. stink is he ever. Yeah. He is like, I'm going to burn you. Yeah. All right? Yeah, scalding hot The refusal water. to come in. Yeah, you just know, like a like a impetuous yeah. little child out there, arms yeah. crossed and like, mm mm, mm yeah. can't make me go in. Yeah, and can you imagine? So it breaks. I believe it breaks a father's heart to see his youngest son essentially look at him and say, "I want you to die, Dad, because mm. I want your money." Do you know what though? I think it broke his heart just as much, if not more, to see his older son. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and something that we don't that we don't readily see that I think they would have at the time Jesus actually gave the parable is the older son, because he was the older son, got a double portion of the inheritance. So his whole, well, you never did anything for me. Not only like, that, but think about that. And if the father says, it, everything I have is yeah. yours. Like, yeah, because he's already taken everything. A double portion of the blessing, what does it mean when the son, I mean, 
I think sometimes we think that, like he came up, dad, I want your dad, I want your money. It really didn't cost the, the older son anything because right. he was still going to get his double blessing. Right. The younger son just simply got the portion that would have been coming to him anyways. Yeah. So he really loses out on nothing in this. Yeah. But what is it in his attitude that is so infuriating and so smarmy? This older, this older brother. I mean, what do you see in it that connects with the way that we sometimes have our attitudes today? What do you see in that older brother? Uh, an attitude of, well, he doesn't deserve Ooh, yeah. your forgiveness. So there's a very, there's definitely a very judgmental spirit, yeah. a very bitter spirit, yeah. a very, say this way, I'm better than you. Mm. Mm, yeah, more because I because I was the good little yeah. boy and yeah. I didn't run away and I did everything you've asked me to. And guess what? what by the way, I believe the older brother displayed in his life what I often call checkmark living. Mm. He wasn't. He was doing the right thing, but he was doing it for, for the, the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dad, I, I, I took care. I took care of the animals. Dad, I stayed here with you while the younger brother. Check, I, I can check. see it too. Yeah. And I, I took his job on when he left the family farm. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I took all, I assumed all his responsibility. All check. Yeah. And I think what really gets revealed at the end of this, right, is that we don't have just one lost son in the story, do we? Mm, yeah. Both of the sons are lost in their own ways. Yeah. Like, can I give a, gr a great resource? Yeah. Um, always, always we like resources yeah. in the show notes you really need to check out and this is what really turned my entire thinking around about this whole story I, I read it wrong for so long in my life go check out Tim Keller's resource um, The Prodigal God mm. you can find that link in the show notes you guys can find it there it's um it's a book, but it's also a study as well, too. I would encourage you to read the book, but also get the study, too, and walk through it yourself as he talks about what we often miss in this story. And one of the, that's one of the things that really just shocked me is, like, we always look at the younger brother and we're like, he is so lost. Yeah. The older brother is just as lost. Yeah. It's, it's basically two different ways of loving the father, and in our situation, loving God. Either we want nothing to do with him, we just want all the good stuff from him, or like the older brother, we are close to him, but we're not really connected to him. We know all him. the right things. We know all the right things to yeah. do to be around God and feel like we're pleasing God, but we don't love God. Yeah. Well, and he was he was talking to the Sadducees and Pharisees, which I, I believe the older son was them. Oh, yeah. Like, look, you're doing all the right things. Which, by the way, let me interject here a little bit. If you want to find yourself in the story, you're often not the younger son. You are the older son. Yeah. Yes, and you're right. Yeah. He's talking to religious leaders who don't dis exhibit any... They know the law front and back. But they have no love. But they have no... Yeah. They have no grace, substance. No, yeah. They're just... To, they're, what, what would Jesus say? They're, they're whitewashed tombs. Yes. They, there's no substance <laughs> right. to the outward... They have a great outward appearance, but there's no substance yeah. to who they are because they lack love, which, by the way, I'll, really mm. oddly enough, next week we talk about that very thing, yeah. this whole theme of love. If we don't have love... It's empty. It's yeah. hollow. It means nothing. And so I, yeah, I think we come to the end of the story and we see that they're both lost. They're mm -hmm. just lost in their yeah. own way. And I would argue, honestly, that the lostness of the older brother is much more dangerous than the lostness of the younger brother. Uh, yeah, because you don't see it. Yeah. He's lost without a contrite heart. Yes. He's lost without the brokenness. Um, I've heard it said this way. and I heard this really great line. I was like, where, do I, where am I going to be able to use this? And it's going to be right here. Um, 
this is a really scary thing and a very, very serious thing as well too is if you choose to disbelieve God and who Jesus is, there will come a time when you can't believe mm. the things of God and who Jesus is because you'll become so hard and numb and distant. And I believe that's where this older brother finds himself. Is he is so calloused and so hardened. He is so numb to everything around him that he can't feel anymore. That he can't possibly rejoice because his brother has come home, which by the way is another part of the story that we often forget about is as the older brother, what was his responsibility? What should his responsibility have been in, in that situation? He should have been responsible for going and getting his younger brother yeah. and talking some sense into him. Yeah. But he is so self-righteous and he is so lost. Yeah. And he, he lacks any sort of a servant and a loving heart that he has no ability to even go to his brother. Yeah. Like that's, that's your job, older brother. That's what you should have done in this situation and you missed it. Yeah. And again, I think this is what Jesus is saying it's all throughout his ministry to the, the, the religious scribes, leaders. Yeah. Here's what you should you, been you doing. know the scriptures. He's, yeah. I mean, he even says this at one point. You know the scriptures like inside, outside, backwards, upside down, and yet you still miss me. And yet you still miss the key and the essence and the point of why I'm here. Hmm. Which again brings it all the way right, right from the beginning. Why in the world is your teacher eating with such scum? Yeah. And I believe Jesus has a little sigh on the inside. He says, oh, they're still missing this, aren't they? And the sad part of it is, I, I'm just going to speak for me, I'm going to speak for Ryan, but I think it applies to a lot of us. We're still missing it, mm. missing it, aren't we? Yeah. Like, I've just been, I've been preparing this sermon on John 13 and Jesus washing the disciples' feet, and it's hit me in a new way. And I thought this the other day. Don't you read stories over and over again, like John 13, that you've read about the Last Supper and Jesus washing the disciples' feet? And doesn't it just sometimes depend on where you are in your life mm -hmm. and the maturity yeah. level of your life of how something finally gets to you and you're just like, oh my land, yeah. I've missed this. I've missed this in my entire life. Um, we do, we just, we, we lack the love, the compassion, the grace. You know, we're, again, we're close to Jesus, but we're not connected to Jesus. Right. We don't really know Jesus. And I think that we just need to kind of ask ourselves that. And that's a great question to ask off of this story of the lost sons. I'm gonna pluralize it there. They're both lost is, Where's your heart? Are you still struggling? And you may be a person who, like, hey, I've known Jesus for 25 years of my life. Have, have you really? I, th I just think we have to come every day and be like, do I know Jesus like I need to know Jesus? Not just be close to Jesus or know about Jesus, but know Jesus and know his love and his grace and his mercy and his justice and his yeah. wrath and all, all the character traits of Jesus. Do I really know all about that or am I missing it yeah because guess what like that exhibit a the best case you can give is the the religious leaders they oh my land they had their scripture down yeah they had all of their tra the traditions down they had all of the right things to do down but they were doing it in the wrong way and for the wrong reason and with the wrong motive yeah um, and we just got to check ourselves at the door every single day, I'm convinced. You know, it's not like a, a once a month I need to, like every single day you need to come before Jesus and say, am I messing it? Yeah. 
and show me, Jesus. Because really the question isn't so much, am I missing it? We are. <laughs> we, Where? Yeah. Where am the I missing? The chances of us missing it are very high. Are, are 100%. <laughs> Where am I missing in my life yeah. what I need to be displaying to become more like Christ? Yeah. And that's a dangerous prayer to pray because he'll show you. He will, and it's painful. <laughs> it is. It's, it's very, very sad and painful if you're willing. But I think that's the best question to ask. It's the best attitude to have is you're really searching and seeking in that. Yeah. And that God will show you. God will show you exactly where you're missing it. Yeah. And that's, that's painfully tough. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary for us to grow to be more like Christ, which is the goal of all things. Yeah. And so we kind of end with that. And that was a good little journey yeah. through Luke yeah. chapter 15, right? Isn't 15. that where we found that? Luke 15. 11 I don't wanna, through 32. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. assume that you would know that story. Uh, go read all three of the parables because they all have the same bent of yeah. about lostness and that lost things matter to God. Um, and so I want you to hold that in your heart and in your mind as we kind of uh, exit uh, stage right today. I guess I'm not really sure how we exit on the on the camera. We just but walk. We just we actually it just it just goes and goes yeah. like we, we fade out. Yeah, we do. We don't we really fade out. We just disappear. As we fade out today, that's a great question. Where am I missing it, and where do I need to be more like Jesus yeah. in my life? And that's scary, and that's dangerous, and sometimes messy, but it's necessary for to do that. And so we thank you for uh, tuning in again today to hear uh, from us, and more importantly, to hear from God and His Word. And we hope that it's helped you to grow in your faith. Until we see you next time, see ya. See you guys.